vroom, 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 vroom. Are you creating a fifth wheel to supersize and grow your business? Let me sneak a drink of coffee. I love that I hang out with a, a four-year-old because that means I have cool toys around my house whenever I'm making videos. Now, we all know vehicles come with all different numbers of wheels now, but I have to think long and hard if vehicles have fifth wheels. I think they make fifth wheeler trailers now, but that's a trailer, right? But back when this expression became popular, was actually in France in the 16th century. There were unicycles, there were bicycles, there were tricycles, there were a lot of vehicles, wagons and, and things like that had four wheels, but they're really, and, and then when cars came into being and trucks and things, they had four wheels. They really didn't have a need for a fifth wheel. Now, if you get into the whole spare tire discussion, especially if you're pulling a trailer or a boat or something on a trailer or having a camper or even a car or truck these days, you wanna have a spare tire, right? To me, that is a really valuable thing to have along. So I like to think that a fifth wheel is a, an asset, not necessarily a bad thing. But when this expression came into being, it really meant an unnecessary, unneeded person or an unneeded thing. It was just an extra thing that you really didn't need. Oh, you really, and that was before people went long distances, right? You probably didn't need a spare tire, unless of course you were going across the West, like in the um, Oregon Trail. Remember that game? Oh my God, am I aging myself now? The Oregon Trail game. A lot of times you wished you had that spare wheel along, uh, but almost no one did, right? Their wagons had four wheels because it was too much weight for the horses. Anyway, fifth wheel, has come to mean um, something extra or unnecessary or not really adding value. So if two couples are going out on a double date and they invite another friend, that person often feels like a fifth wheel. Um, I felt like a fifth wheel. I felt like a third wheel a lot. I've been single for 10 years since my divorce and sometimes I'll go along and do things with couples and if the group doesn't remember that you're there and you're not part of the conversation, you can you can slip into the feeling of being invisible, being unnecessary and kind of wondering, why did I even say yes to this invitation? I don't know about you, but I've sat in many a staff meeting, many a um, organizational meeting for both corporations and nonprofits and all kinds of different um, government meetings even, where I felt like I was invisible and it had nothing to do with the number of wheels or the number of people attending. It had to do how other people with how other people were behaving and treating one another. Um, so we can feel like a fifth wheel or unnecessary or unneeded in our relationships. We can feel that way in our businesses. We can feel that way in um, organizations that we're a part of. Have you ever been on a college team where you have to do a project together or a school team? Even kids in high school do team projects now where there always seems to be these dynamics that that occur with teams. And on the teams, um, some of these dynamics are, are really good and functional and, and make the team work really well together. Other dynamics are very dysfunctional. I mean, I've been on teams where you have one person that decides they're gonna be the boss of the universe and they're gonna assign everything and do everything and boss everybody around. And there'll always be like a person or two that, that doesn't feel like they're included or doesn't have any say in anything. Those people feel like fifth wheels are like, why should I contribute anything when I'm not gonna get listened to anyway? And so then a lot of times they don't. And then the people that do contribute get resentful because everybody gets the same grade on a project, on group projects and team projects. So there's all kinds of dynamics like that. Um, in 
uh, if you've ever had an over-controlling boss, sometimes you feel like you're unnecessary or you just don't matter. So what does this have to do with growing and building our businesses? A couple of things. Are you noticing if in your organization and the company that you're building and supersizing, are there functions or individuals who are coming together and like leaving other people out, leaving other functions out. I've seen that in bigger companies that I worked in too, where a couple of functions would team up and a couple of other functions would team up, big department heads, and then they would make sure they got their needs met, but they wouldn't consider the big picture. So there would be whole other functions in the organization that would actually um, have more problems and be struggling because of the behavior of other other functions and other, you know, it's always people, but I say functions because it might be sales and purchasing would team up on things and they would gang up on other departments. That's been my most experience is that sales wields a whole lot of power. Um, but are we, are we fostering that? Are we fostering dysfunction in our organizations? And it usually happens accidentally and inadvertently because we're paying attention to other things that appear more urgent and important at the time. But sometimes we need to, as the, the builder and the creator of our business, step back and observe what's going on in our organization. So we want to make sure that our structure and our systems are um, encouraging inclusion and making sure that everything that's important is actually getting included in, in the processes. Are we making sure that our customers feel important and acknowledged? Are we engaging with them? Are we creating real relationships with them? Are we understanding and solving problems for them that matter? Are you creating a fifth wheel type business? Uh, a lot of us, I've, I've done that in the past where I thought I was creating something unique and special and different and I came to find out I was just like a gazillion other people and until I made some changes, I was struggling in that business because Everybody just saw me as a, another competitor and a, just another option. And I didn't hone in on, in the beginning, what made us special, what, why people would want to do business with us. So it's important to separate yourself in terms of, and you know, distinguish how are you different, how are you better than other people that do similar things to you. Um, you know, it's harder um, with, with businesses that are a lot like other businesses. It's one of the reasons I struggle with the, the network marketing and MLM model. Every single representative is selling and offering the exact same products, and if they don't find a way to differentiate themselves, they are gonna struggle with that business model. So include people, uh, invite people, and if you invite them, include them, engage with them, acknowledge them, share their stories, make them feel important, make your customers and the people that work in your organization know and understand that you are grateful and thankful that they're a part of your business and a part of your world and a part of your life. So I'd love to know what you think about this expression, fifth wheel. Have you felt like a fifth wheel? Do you sometimes feel like you are building just another me too fifth wheel type business? And if you are, um, let's do something about that. Let's make sure that you're not. Make, let's make sure that you are creating and putting yourself in the organization because the one thing that no one can compete with is you being you. That's it. Have an awesome day. I'll, of course, be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. Where does it come from? What does it mean? How can you use it or how might you be able to use it to grow and build the business of your dreams? Have an awesome day. Catch you tomorrow.